BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Rugby Rant Podcast Show, your premium North American rugby podcast. Growing rugby, one fan at a time. And welcome, Rugby Rant fans. I'm the big guy, Scott Ferrara, and we are here for episode 130. And I'm by myself because Ty and Rob have quit the rugby rant and have left it all to the big guy, million dollar enterprise on my back. April Fools got to give you with a little joke. April Fools on Saturday, um, but yes, uh, the big guy is is running solo tonight for our around the pitch segment. When we pick up the ball, we also pick up a legacy, a legacy that stretches beyond. A legacy built on the backs of those who came before you with hard work. And for those who will come after you, we promise it won't be easy. But we'll be there, supporting you on and off the field. Segment I'm going to talk about. I got a couple things I want to talk about. Um, we had uh, uh, the women Eagles play Spain, uh, beating a great Spain team, and then getting shellacked, unfortunately, by Team Canada, um, fifty to fifteen um, in the Pacific Fours in the first round of Pacific Fours. We're coming back around for the next match for that, so I expect USA Eagles to bounce back. Great to see uh, Team Canada in gr- uh, really great form again. A lot of uh, the our Rugby Canada girls, women, and the um, American women. Playing overseas over in the in the Premier Fifteen, um, you know, I think it's something like thirty three percent of the, the the rostered players are from North America, which is great to see. Um, the other thing uh, I want to talk about here and around the pitch is actually a new partnership. Um, there is a youth partnership between the MLR USA Rugby and the um, uh, USA High School and Youth Rugby. Association. Now, part of that is, you know, we were talking about how how do we grow the game in America. We, the number one thing we talk about is 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 youth rugby. We need to grow the youth sport. We have a lot of ideas how we're going to do that, and a lot of people have taken that the the growth of youth rugby and put it on the MLR's shoulders, which I always call unfair. But the MLR is going to is going to team up, um, and they're they're relaunching the the rookie rugby and additional programs across. Um, the United States, you know, the, the rookie rugby program, if you guys remember, is a complete educational program 
allowing teachers and educators to introduce rugby and physical education programs in North America to North to North American youth for free, right? So it, they they want to do fifty thousand schools to have the rookie rugby program by the twenty thirty one Rugby World Cup, and they wanted to create an integrated pathway for physical education and to further the flag rugby programs outside of school, right? So me, my background coming from youth football, we start at the youth football level and integrate into the middle school. If you have those, those seventh and eighth grade teams or the high school team, right. By saying, well, what do, what kind of teams do they run? Almost like the Academy system that they have overseas. Right. And that's how we kind of integrate youth football into high school football to get to college football, to get to the NFL. Right. Same style. What they want to do is they want the, um, the, the starting point to be in school to just throw the ball around in physical education, then say outside of that on Saturdays, go play flag rugby. And then from there, go play with your tackle youth rugby program. When you're of age, eventually trying to go to play in high school and play in college. Um, you know, we see that here in New York with the Xavier rugby program with Pelham, with Rye, um, big high schools having these, these rugby teams. But I think this is, this is where the MLR can actually help USA rugby, um, it creates the initiative. It creates the urgency for the youth to pick up the game. I mean, we were, I was just talking about this with Stephen Lewis, the GM for uh, rugby New York the other day. If we could just get a, you know, 10 balls to each public school in, in New York city and just give them the quick outline of throw the ball backwards two hand touch ground, the ball, play that for 20 minutes in physical education. It's, it's that simple. You know, it's all the kids need is to learn how to do that. And then they'll have the, the the knowledge of okay rugby is a new uh, rugby is a new sport to me but it was a lot of fun we played it in class all these kids can use a computer all these kids can google rugby and what's the thing that's going to pop up mlr where's their local mlr team oh man the local mlr team brought guys to my school holy crap i want to go to a match dad tickets are 25 dollars. we can go on a saturday or sunday it's a rugby day match day and that's how you have a fan for life and i think this is a great integration with uh with with the collaboration between mlr and usa rugby um, the next thing is, uh, you know, our seven teams kind of faltered this, this go around in Hong Kong. Um, the men's team, I believe took seventh place. Um, the women's team again, uh, did not medal in this particular leg of the HSBC, putting them further behind in that chase to, to get in the top three for the end of the season. Again, we, I spoke about a couple weeks ago, Alona Mar being injured with an ankle injury. She's out for the rest of the year. This is the first time the women were in Hong Kong. Um, you know, I, I truly believe sometimes it is tough when you're going to a place you're not used to playing there, you have your setup, you have your pre-match rituals and you kind of have to relearn it as you're going through it, as you're going through these new places. Um, you know, a little bit of a shakeup with the lineup with Alona not being there. So I think it's just one of those things you're going to have a rough one um, when you're doing, when you're going into that type of, of environment and it showed um, this week on the rugby rant, this episode, we're going to, we're actually celebrating the Dallas Jackals first victory franchise victory against the Toronto Arrows. They played a depleted Toronto Arrows team who had about 13 guys on injured reserve. Um, even, even about a month ago, they had about seven or eight guys on injured reserve. And unfortunately the list keeps growing. We all know rugby is a game of attrition, but we do want to celebrate the, the Dallas Jackals winning their first uh, franchise win. So that means now every team in the MLR has a franchise win for their franchise, which is a great thing. Dallas team, the Dallas fans have been waiting for this for a long time. And speaking of Dallas fans, we're going to have Daryl Hendon. We're going to have Rick Collins on for the rant after this short break. We're going to be talking about the new city kits, the city kits, which are only available via auction that ended Tuesday night. 
top three, bottom three. What do we think about the 2023 city kits? And we'll talk about it right after this break. Tighthead Brewing Company is not just Chicago's premier location to watch rugby and enjoy quality ales and lagers. It is also a great place to enjoy local acts performing live music every Thursday and Saturday nights. Additionally, their Wednesday night trivia nights are something not to be missed. Tighthead is located in Mundelein, Illinois, and easily accessible for many Chicagoans, and it is just steps away from the metro. Owner Bruce Durr and the Tighthead staff are dedicated to ensure your microbrew experience is as tight as their beers. Bruce's love for rugby extends beyond the origin of his brewery's name. Tighthead is committed to supporting the rugby community. This includes his support for Lake County RFC and our own Rugby Rant podcast show. Tighthead's tap room is like the familiar rugby clubhouse in which friends and teammates can meet, socialize, and enjoy the wide variety of brews on tap. Regardless of whether your palate enjoys a good IPA or dark barrel-aged brew, Tighthead can deliver. Hey, Chicago, when you want rugby, Tighthead Brewing Company will satisfy your thirst. Tighthead, it's worth more than a try. And welcome back, Rugby Rant fans. It's the big guy again. Um, I'm here with, a, fortuitously, <laughs> Rob and Ty couldn't be here tonight. And they both selected guys from Dallas to represent them in this rant. Dallas happens to, uh, as you know from our previous, from our Around the Pitch segment, which I just went through, had their first one of the season. Um, Rick Collins was, was, we just found him. We just found him. Like, he was gone for about, you know, 48 hours there and his, <laughs> his drunken excitement of, of the first one of the franchise. So congratulations, fellas. Um, you. As you know, yeah, as you know, we just had uh, Daryl on, ooh, what, probably about a month ago, his first appearance. He's the president of the Jackal Den currently. And Rick, you guys know from being on constant rants with us, uh, was a co-founder of the Jackal Den. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about those city kits. I mean, it's it's they're on auction or they they, they the auction ended already by now. We, we do this Monday night. This comes out Thursday. The auctions ends Tuesday night. Um, and and these releases, these these city kit releases, um, they did last year, but they're doing them this year and they're making them auction items only. You cannot buy these, these kits. They're worn, uh, game worn kits that are auction items. Starting bid for the kit, no matter what number. Two hundred dollars, fellas. Um, a little too rich for the big guy's blood. Um, I know I'm a, I know I'm a, uh, a kit whore, but man, that's the two hundred starting bid is is tough for for the big guy. And I really like a lot of the jerseys. And what we're gonna do tonight, rugby rant fans, is we're gonna give the top three and the bottom three um, based upon personal rankings. Um, just remember all 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 opinions and and everything they're gonna say is their personal stuff. Don't yell at me <laughs> when Rick comes in. Not for all of yeah. it. Yeah, don't come at me when Rick comes in and he shits on your team's city kit. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna yeah. start off. Yeah, we're gonna start off with with Daryl, and actually, we're gonna start off with the bottom three city kits. Daryl, take it away. Uh, I'm gonna start off. Uh, number three coming in is um, I'm colorblind, and it still looks horrible to me. That would be Rugby ATL's kit with that off peach color, whatever it was supposed to be. Ugh, that's all I have to say. Number two on my list comes in as I appreciate the approach, the execution, not so much. And that would be the NOLA gold kit. What is that? Mm-hmm. Is that seafood on there or something? <laughs> well, 
Down there, I believe it is. So <laughs> no dice. And then, unfortunately, as much as this pains me, uh, uh, Rick already knows. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to go with the Jackals, man. Zero creativity. The same one we had last year. This is a, a an area of the country that's known for its sports. I mean, I get not being able to do anything with the Dallas Cowboys because the Jones family is reptilian and wouldn't let us use anything. But, uh, you know, we've got the Mavericks, we've got the Rangers, we've got the Stars. I'm sure we could have done some kind of crossover kit with one of those teams or have big techs on it or something, you know, something that's more identifiable than just the reunion tower like everyone else knows. So those would be my bottom three. That's interesting. I mean, you know, I think it's hard. It's it's when we get to me, I'll tell you my thoughts on Dallas. Um, it's I went with a little bit different route with Dallas, but um, interestingly enough, you talk about um, trying to pair up with a a, a city uh, city a team that's already in the city, you know, in the sports landscape, and we see that um, actually in one of the other teams who I'm not going to mention because I have a feeling that might be on your top three list, so I'm not going to bring it up. Um, but interesting, you know, I I am a fan of the Peach. I am not going to lie. Um, I like the peach. As a matter of fact, I think the peach should have been Atlanta's home kit to be, to be quite honest. Um, they went through that whole rebrand, which was insane and, you know, uh, um, terrible. And, you know, they had their mea culpa about how they, they didn't ask the fans and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, you see this kit that they can't purchase. A fan can't purchase. That's only up for auction. And I truly believe they should have went with the peach kit home, the green kit away, and not have a white kit. Um, and it would have looked way better. Um, yeah, I think you know, you know you're talking about the white and green. It just looks a little bit generic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it I, does. I, and I, I just didn't. I The peach really pops for me. I think we might agree on this one. And also the the green and the green and white, really, again, we can go back to the whole fiasco, you know, Chicago coming in with green and white as their number, uh, green and white as their their colors. Rather, it's kind of tough to to say. Like you know, if you, if you're going to come in with a rebrand and you know there's a new franchise coming in, like nobody talked to anybody. Come on, these owners talk to each other yeah. all the time. Um, you they see each other at matches. They talk to each other about what's going on and what's consistently working for the fan experience, engagement, and stuff like that. This is why you don't um, pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to marketing teams. That's exactly that's. <laughs> Seriously, and especially if they're not going to, you know, really get the experience they want to get. Um, yeah, I agree. But uh, we're going to swing it down to Rick. Rick, what are your bottom three, brother? My bottom three, um, DK, I do have to agree with you. Um, my third worst is the Dallas Jackals. I I hate that they they brought back the kit from last year, which I think most of us agreed we like the idea. We really in, in Dallas, the skyline is actually fairly well known uh, nationally, if not internationally now. And I really like the idea of having the skyline in it, but I thought the the way they did it um, was not particularly good. It, it just it feels bland. Um, it feels like a the t-shirts that they did last year, right? The city t-shirts that they did for fans last year. So I really, uh, I, all they did and and really just repeating what we did last year with changing the advertiser from last year, the sponsor Mav Q and just making it Dallas, which is probably what they should have done last year. And we would have said, okay, well that's, that's not that bad. 
Um, and then they do that this year, and it's just like, well, all you did was replace a word on the jersey. Otherwise, it's literally the same jersey, uh, which wasn't particularly good in the first place. Uh, so I'm really disappointed because I, I really thought they could do something great. But based on, uh, sadly, I think a lot of the marketing that we've seen so far, although I do think it is getting better, um, it's not super surprising. Um, my second worst was Seattle. I believe it's exact repeat of what they did last year. And I don't hate it. I just, it's boring. I, I just, I, I, I don't know for a team that has some great marketability and a city that has great marketability in Seattle, I think they could have done better. Um, and then Utah, I, I just think it's boring. Um, the colors are fine, but it's kind of hard to tell. It's mountains, I guess. And uh, maybe I'll like it better in person. But just from what I've seen, it just it doesn't do anything for me. And it's not as good as last year. That's the one thing is like you have to take what you did last year, figure out what didn't go well, why people didn't buy it or weren't impressed by it, and do better. And I think these three teams failed in that aspect, particularly, I hear you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say because I'll talk about Dallas now because it's not in my bottom three for the simple fact that it's almost it's like a repeat. Um, so I don't. It was bad. I didn't like it. I think I didn't like it last year. I think you're right. I think it kind of just the skyline just kind of splatted there in the, with the color contrast, which I understand it. Like it's showing the skyline. It's the city T. But I think they could have done it a little bit differently. Um, so I'll agree with you two on that, that it's not the best, but in my bottom three, I'm going to, I didn't include it. Um, I want to go back real quick to what Daryl said about um, Nola. Really. It's not, it's a gator in the, in the swamp is what it is. Um, if you look closely. So if, if you, if you really look closely at it, it's like the gator going through the bayou, the, those bayou waters. But if you don't know that and have to be told that, then did you really get your point across in the creativity of what you did for, for the NOLA, um, the NOLA kit? Um, and I, I, Utah, Utah, listen, Utah looked good. I liked the Utah one. I kind of get where they're going with it. Um, I do think, again, it's one of those things like if you don't understand it, you have to kind of explain it. And that's also, there's a couple of these that you would have to kind of explain it, but I want to preface that with saying the people who are going to buy these at auction are fans of these teams. Yeah, they'll understand it. You know, they don't. The outsider doesn't have to understand it because they're not buying the kit externally, right? Yeah. So I, I would say, you know, you can kind of be a little more local and be a little more abstract in the thought of what it's supposed to look like, um, because a a a true blue fan is going to understand that that was a gator in the bayou, you know, that that type of stuff. Um, and uh, just going back to Daryl with the the, I mean, that ATL one should have been their damn home jersey. I'm telling you, oh, I liked it. I, I really that peach color is hot. I liked. Listen, I'm the guy who liked the Giltini's colors, and everybody told me I was stupid, but they were hot as shit. Um, <laughs> you know, so I like that. It's different. It's it's yeah. different, but it works. You know, peach in Georgia makes more sense than the Kelly green and the Kelly green and white in Georgia, in my opinion. Yeah. Again, another 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 kit that they had to explain. Well, the Kelly green is the trees. Oh, and no, the, no, let's not go yeah. back to this, please, for the love of God. <laughs> Well, I'm just, you know, it was niche, but when you when you're trying to sell those jerseys, it's it's not niche enough. So I'm gonna go with my bottom three. So I'm actually gonna down with that explanation. I think <laughs> I'm gonna 
Yeah, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my bottom three. I'm gonna go with um, Seattle is my my third least. Again, it's okay. kind of the same as last year. Um, it's different, but you know, and still, I think the in in my opinion, when you compare it to Dallas, the way they did it with the all black and the electric green as the outline, is kind of cool looking. Um, more so than just the Dallas standard right kind of half and half. Um, so there there is a little bit of difference because the contrast looks a little better. Um, my second. My my second least favorite is actually the cherry blossoms in DC. They did the cherry blossoms what? last year. What? They did the cherry blossoms last year, and it looked really good on the white background. Yes. But on on the red on the cherry, the background. cherry kit with yeah. the cherry blossom, I think you don't have enough contrast to those, and, and they've kind of paired it with some white. That's just me personally. Like I, I don't think it's a bad kit. I just think that the color contrast doesn't do it justice. I mean, last year I, that was my favorite. I, I but it was white. It was, Rick, it was, her, it was that. I white. agree, Rick. That, that, was, that was fire last year. Yeah, but if you, correct me if I'm wrong, it was the bright white like they have in their regular. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, 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 way sure. jersey with the cherry blossom. Yeah. The park with it. And and don't get me wrong, I love the cherry blossom concept every time because when these kits come out, it's it, two weeks ago was the cherry blossom festival, so it's the timing. It makes sense. Ter- cherry yeah. blossoms are a DC thing. I just think they missed the mark on this particular one, in my opinion. And then the last one, which I'm always going to pick and I'm always going to be biased, is New England. I didn't even look at their jersey. Their jerseys are always crap. Um, Shapeful. Go Ironworkers. Go Iron. Go Go Ironworkers. Go (laughs) Ironworkers. No, but let's let's. I mean, like I said, you know, I don't think any of these kits. If if you're a fan of these teams, you're going to want to go buy these kits. So don't really. We're not. We're not talking about saying these kits are bad or, or you shouldn't go out and purchase at the auction. You know, no, no. We, you the helps, yeah. Somebody's got to be last. Somebody's got to be first. Exactly. I, and it's I, just I, it's personal preference. I didn't hate yeah. any of them. Yeah, no, but it's just, it's in my opinion, it's just personal preference on what, you know, what I like out of a kit. And I'm very particular in my kits. I'm, I'm less traditional um, than most people. Um, I do like, if I see a color, I like, you know, when, when, when the teams in France started to do those pinks, when nobody was really doing those pinks, those were those were hot, and then all of a sudden everybody was doing pink jerseys, right? Um, but really, you know, it's, it's in France having those pinks, those hot pinks too, those yeah. really electric pinks was really something that breaks the mold, in my opinion. And and you want to talk about a disruptor, as rugby ATL likes to talk now, about. Now, I, I I think you could disrupt in a very poor way. If we could, I think we could legitimately say it would be the worst jersey in the league if somebody decided to do like a denim jersey. Like it looks like denim. That to me would look terrible. I would buy that. I would buy New that. England. Three different opinions. New England had a flannel night the other night as yes, part of one of I their was there events. For that. I would buy that. And I, in my head, I went, they should have done a flannel style jersey. And I've seen that in minor league hockey. And a lot of a lot of teams have actually pulled that off to look very very good. So Canada should do the denim jersey. Is that what? You're yes. Saying? Oh yes, it should. It should. They should be the Bullberry, Sudsbury, Blueberry Bulldogs. Shout there you out go. To free, like Shorzy. Free, free to the Toronto people. You can. Or just it should just be a cup of Tim Hortons, uh, Tim Hortons coffee. You know, just a big cup of Tim Hortons coffee. There you go. And like you know, a bag of ketchup potato chips or something. <laughs> no, it you know? be a, a, beaver, a beaver tail on the jersey. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Maybe some poutine on the back or something. You know. Yeah, just your gravy dripping down the back in a nice place, and then you have I your dudes. I would buy tripping that. down the back and they have dude wipes on the butt. I would uh, buy but that. Listen, I think I think 
again, I don't think anybody really was particularly bad no. in the in the way they made these jerseys. Again, it's just kind of what what we think. And so let's go to our top three. I think we're gonna have very similar top three designs. We're gonna go back the other way though. We're gonna start with Rick. Rick, give me your top three. Number three, Toronto. I actually really like it. Um, and I don't know how to describe it because I do feel like it's kind of like cheap um um uh, what do you call it? Art. Because it's just the lightning, generic lightning design. But for whatever reason, I really like it. I think it pops. Uh, it's very different from the hoops that, <laughs> that they normally wear. So very subtle, Daryl. Very subtle. Right? I, I'm for I'm for the lightning jersey. I think it's going to look awesome on the field. It's going to look fast. It's going to look fun. So I think that's a great. That was a great idea. Um, number two. This is where uh, DK and I totally disagree. The rugby ATL peach kit. That's I, I agree. It should have been the home kit uh, to start the year um, with the city outline. This is where Dallas screwed up. I think is they integrated the city outline uh, perfectly into the peach kit um, mm-hmm. with with the other hits of green. I like I don't like the redesign and everything like, look, I'm getting past that. But the green mm-hmm. works in kind of the shoulder pad area. Um, but I think it was on point. I, I think it was a great, uh, great design, uh, great looking Jersey. And I think all the ATL fans are going to buy one. And I think they could have done this Jersey as a city edition Jersey with the old logo and old colors and actually would have hit harder because it would have been so different. I, I, I will agree. agree. I will agree. And I will that would have been fine. Okay. So that's number two and number one. And this is just because I'm a 90s kid. I was born in the 80s, but my sports life was the 90s. And MJ was the 90s in my world. The Chicago, uh, should I call them the Bulls jerseys that they're wearing? (laughs) Yeah. The uh, black and red pinstripe was the bomb back in the day. Mm -hmm. I remember all the kids, even here in Texas, wearing it. You had the starter jacket, didn't you? Um, right. They went from wearing the black jersey and the red jersey and having that pinstripe, and everybody was yep. like, "Oh, this is like New York Knicks and uh, New York uh, Yankees inspired." Um, it looked really good. Maybe Chicago White Sox inspired. Maybe you could say that. And um, I really love the Chicago Bulls uh, back then. I love watching them, even when they were beating my Mavericks, uh, which the Mavericks were terrible during most of that time. So that was fine. <laughs> Um, so I thought it was super dope. I, if I was going to buy one, I actually would really, really be interested in one of those, uh, Chicago Hounds jerseys, uh, with the black and red Chicago Bulls style kit. So that was my absolutely, one. absolutely. Listen, I think you hit three on the head and what I will say, I will ask you guys, have you seen ATL play in person yet? No, not in person. Okay. If you get to see them in person, they wore their Kelly green jerseys when they were playing, uh, uh um, Rooney. And the green really looks good live. I don't think it pops as well for some reason on your computer screen or your phone or your TV. But when we were talking about it in the stands pre-match, because Rooney uh, played ATL last week, we were like, not as bad as we thought it looked. So I wonder if there was some bias. Obviously, there was some bias on how they came about creating it. But I wonder if it just is one of those things you have to see visually. Um, and that's that was the same thing with Chicago Hounds. Uh, me and Hammer talked about this um, when the Hounds and it had their kit release, and we were like, "Be a little calm about it. Wait till you see it live." 
and decide then whether or not you really like the kit. Because I do think sometimes you see a kit on online and it doesn't really look as good as you would think. And then all of a sudden you see it live. Like holy crap, and you're gonna actually think about looking to buy the kit. So I, I actually have that as a note for one of the jerseys, which I had ranked very low, which is the Nola Gold. I think mm-hmm. online it doesn't look particularly appealing, but I think if I saw it in person, and I, we I believe we have Nola coming to Dallas. Um, I we're probably not. It's not that week, but um, might get a upfront view of it from one of the players um, afterwards. I think in person it might actually look pretty good. Um, yeah. I, it's just so con- there's so much going on. I think that's, that's part of the problem. And let's be honest, there should have just been, been a big beignet on the front of the fucking kit. <laughs> or a king that cake. I would tell, yeah, that was yeah, or a king cake or what? <laughs> I, honestly, what me and me and the hammer were talking about was even though they've already done the Mardi Gras kit, it should have been the Mardi Gras kit augmented with beads. Oh yeah. That's dope. yes. That's, that's what, what I'm thinking. Wait yeah. a minute, maybe with a, a one like on the back, it has a hurricane or something. Yeah, something. Yeah. Well, I mean, we already went down the alcohol route with the Giltinis and the Gilgronis, but at you know what you what you what they should have done was they have the beads. It's the Mardi Gras kit augmented with beads, and then on the back they have the little the little baby you have to find in the, oh, in the for the king yes. case. Like right at the top, I love it. Yeah, yeah, tr- yeah, tr- yeah, yeah. We, we hit, hide it in the, or know what you know. Even better, you put it under the jersey, oh, the baby. That would, be and it's cool. it's one of those things. It's one of those things you don't see. It's it's uh, funny. I think in correct. twenty in twenty sixteen, uh, the I think it was the under twenties uh, United States hockey team um, had these jerseys, and nobody had realized it. But inside the collar, it had uh, "Land of the Free, Home of the Brave" written in it. Uh, and when people started to buy the, nobody knew it. And when you, I bought the bought the jersey. I'm a big hockey guy. And it was one of those little details that like, you don't even know as a fan, but you see it and you, you wear it and you're proud. That's something. Again, these marketing teams, I think, can get that creative. It's just they they have so many ideas. They're trying to ki- kind of compile and bring it in. Yeah. But I'm um, talking st- talking about compiling, bringing it in. I'm obviously talking too much. Daryl, what's your Why are we giving this away camps? for free? Good gosh, we should be getting paid. For <laughs> Uh, so I I took a different approach. I know a lot of us looked at last year's jerseys and kind of went like, okay, did they do anything different? Uh, I will start at number three. Um, just the convicts on the front of it. Obviously, it's the brewery. And then you've got the palm trees, which reminds me of SoCal. Uh, and that's going to be San Diego's. I just want to put on some Dre 92 chronic record and throw that sucker <laughs> on and just, just, yeah, that's what that makes me want to do. That's why I've got that at number three. Could have had a lowrider bouncing on the street. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would have been perfect. Uh, it wouldn't be perfect. But um, And then my second one, you guys had already gone through this as some of your worst. I, I still like the D.C. jersey, even with, like, the odd coloring this year. Uh, I-, I call it the Brave Blossoms jersey just because of, obviously, Japan. I had them number four, so. I yeah, I-, I-, I like D.C.'s jersey. And my number one is one that really didn't change at all this, this season. And I think more – once again, it kind of goes back to music because when they launched this jersey last year, you got still tipping by who Mike Jones doing the music for the, the launch of it. That's, that's that's Houston, man. The Space City. It is Space City. Pictures with Paul Wall. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I, that's what I don't get about ATL. Like, dude, you're in the home of crunk music and you don't have any rappers wearing your stuff. I mean, come on, guys. Like, yeah. It's ATL. I mean, you know, like that's what you think of when you think of Atlanta. You think of, at least for me, I think of hip hop. 
And it's at least with Houston, they really try to like rally around that vibe a bit. I mean, Paul Wall's obviously a big Houston guy. You saw him, he just got um, his Houston Astros like mm-hmm. custom made kit with the hat and he's got the grill in. And it's like, that's kind of, I guess, all I like it. Cause to me, like when I think of Houston, I do think of the Space City. My first trip ever to Houston, I went to Johnson Space Center. And I ended up hanging out with the Tasman Mako uh, MPC team. They were there to play a friendly against the Sabre, uh, Sabercats. And I ended up hanging out with a bunch of Kiwis at Johnson Space Center. So that's why I put it, you know, like it just, me, it just represents what that, when I think of Houston, I think of space. It's, it's either going to be that, or it's going to be a bottle of lean. Like that's the only <laughs> thing on their Jersey. It's either going to be a styrofoam cup with purple drink in it, or it's going to be the outer space. That's it. So. Yeah. That's that's my top three. <laughs> and and the, the only reason I I have a hard time putting any of the uh, kit in the top four or five if it was a repeat from last year. And so I had Houston ranked lower, uh, but I I loved it last year when I first saw it. I love the marketing, but I, lo- I love it. <laughs> as, a, as a Texan, I just thought, yeah, that's what I think of when I, I lived in Houston for seven years is what I think of in Houston. Um, and it's a dope kit, cool colors, everything, the fade, um, everything about it. But I was like, they didn't put any effort yeah. into doing something different with it. Just even something small with it would have been good. And they just kind of repeated from last year. So they could have uh, at least screwed and chopped it. I mean, you know, exactly. yeah, I, what, I mean, I think, I think what you, you do there though, like, so let's, let's talk about real quick. Let me interrupt you. You want to talk about what, you know, it's, 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 the space program, you know, Houston, we have a problem, um, you know, famous, right. Um, not putting effort into it. And then you have a team in a, in, in like the rocket city trash pandas, right. So they're in Alabama where they made the Saturn five rockets. Yeah. Right. They, they wanted the raccoon as the mascot. So the team, the city's rocket city, and then the trash pandas as the mascot, instead of saying the raccoons, like that's marketing genius. Right. I mean, that's something that I have a rocket city trash pandas hat. You know what I mean? Binghamton in New York, the big and Tim rumble ponies. Doesn't make sense, but you were if you hear a thing called a rumble pony, right. you remember it, and all of a sudden it's a stallion pretending to box like Rocky, you know, <clears throat> like and, and you could put those two together. Um, I know, I think I believe uh, one of the teams in Corpus Christi, uh, they had a, a, a Mexican Heritage Night, and they changed the 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 emblem to the flying chanclas because you know Spanish families throw chanclas at their kids, little sandals at their kids, you know, and that was like, but again, it pulls you in. It's it's one of those things. Yep. Um, Springfield, uh, Springfield, uh, hockey team. They, for, for this season, they went with the isotopes. Nice. Albuquerque. You know I mean? Albuquerque's triple A team is the isotope. Yeah. 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 You know, in, in, in hockey, in the Springfield in hockey, they went with the isotopes theme this year and they had Simpsons branded merch to it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there is ways to do it and, yeah. and to take that and not just, not just have that as the simple one going forward. Sorry, Daryl. I knew I was taking your time there. I just wanted no to worries, talk about it real quick. Um, I still think you have a couple more, right? No, no. If that was it, I had Houston, San Diego, and DC were my top. Oh, DC, DC. Okay, great. Um, so I'm going my top three. Um, I am going uh, Houston. I still like it. I think it makes it's cool with the, the the way it was done, and and even though it wasn't, it was the same. It just it looks cool. It pops. It makes sense. Um, it's creative enough. Number two, I'm going New York. Um, you know, they're looking to do that again. The subway signs for people that don't know when you're on the subway in, in, in the subway stations, uh, it's, it's in, is. it's in the tile. The names okay. are in the tile. That's and then the was. back, the other thing is that some of these jerseys, you don't see the back, the back for New York, 
the letters are subway tiles put together to create the letters. Oh, I thought it was rivets. That's how, no, like it just from it's like what little I subway, like, like it, it's like little subway tiles. It's really okay. harkening back to like the subway system. Hence again. the marketing of them being on the subway. Exactly. And, and coming know. off the subway and stuff like that. And my number one is Chicago, but here I'm going to put the caveat on Chicago. Chicago hounds were lucky enough to have this creative collaborative effort with the Chicago bulls before they came out with the city Jersey. They had a bunch of the rugby players like Mark O'Keefe, Chris Matina over in Chicago when when the when the uh, Bulls launched their new merch, their new merch, they were using the rugby players and having them toss the rugby ball around in the basketball activewear merch that you could buy at the at the, the arena. You know, so they have this collaborative effort with this team that a lot of other teams don't have right now. So I, it, that's the reason they can get away with doing this. Right. You know, because because they have that collaborative effort, they can create this creation and not have an issue with those with 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 the Bulls. Um, in that effort. And I think going forward, you know, a lot of teams can create those relationships. I mean, you know, New York, uh, I know New York has a big relationship with uh, the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Giants and the Jets and the Rangers. So, I mean, like, you know, I could, you could see some of these teams, especially in a smaller market like Dallas, you know, Dallas Jackals should have a relationship with the Mavericks. I mean, look at who, you know, the, the, the former commissioner, we got to say former now, cause it's the end of uh the end of March, I think the commissioner switch happened, right? He used um, to work for Cuban, yep. Yeah, you know, and he worked for the Mavericks for, for a while, and you had a bunch of people. He pulled a bunch of people from that Mavericks organization to work in the MLR. So, I mean, there's a relationship there. Um, you know, obviously, San Diego has the Padres down there. You know, that's always a good relationship. There, There's always a lot of Padres fans down in San Diego. I mean, you can, you can pull this stuff in. Obviously, Seattle, the Seawolves can now work with this new major league cricket team that's you know, not stolen the their the, yeah. or, the the orcas the, the orcas. With a very you know, the, logo. Huh. And you, wait till they come out with their city kit for oh, uh, for the cricket team uh, a similar logo. So so now is their cricket team also called the Rain City Dickfish? Is that what we're going with? Uh, I think we should. You know, but I think it's, so. It's I, but again, you have to you have to incorporate things in 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 it to and be I mean, you can be a little more. Yeah, in fact, you know, locally where we talked about this was, you know, who would you link up with? And I think the Stars would be an easy link. Oh, yeah. As hockey fans, I know y'all will both agree with that. But the blackout kit that the Stars Mm -hmm. have had the last few years. Really nice. How sweet would that have been for the Jackals to link up with the Stars and do something similar with a Mm -hmm. big star on it? The Lone Star with maybe Mm -hmm. the city in there. I mean, with those colors, with the black and the hyper green that would or you, you have you have or you have the D like the, they have for yeah. the, the Dallas Stars and then inside the D is the is that um, outline of the the skyline that they would yeah, like exactly. to use you know I think yeah again those partnerships are great and just just so you guys know that that go, harken back to one of my to one of my around the pitch topics which we got to before this is what Dallas Dallas listen to what Dallas Stars do to get uh, youth hockey going. So, because my when I was down there, my buddy got his kids. Kids started watching hockey. Wants to get into hockey. He never played. You know, I played my whole life. Um, he's like, I was coming down for the weekend. He goes, Oh, you'll be there for the first the first practice. So for free, you get all the equipment and you get one practice. Yep, yeah. exactly. You yeah. get all the equipment and you get one practice for free. If you decide you want to do the next four practices, you pay two hundred bucks, which would about be the cost of the equipment anyway. Plus the four practices, and then from there you can get them into youth league programs, and that's something that you know Dallas is pushing. And I mean, there had to be sixty-five kids there in that first practice, yeah. and if you if you get half of them, if so, you get thirty kids to continue with that, you know, you have a team right there. 
that's not just here. They're doing that in College Station. They're doing that in Shreveport, Mosier City. They're doing that in Houston. The Little Rookies program uh, is a really, really good thing through that organization. I'm not a Dallas Stars fan, unfortunately, but um, I do think they do a lot to try what to – What do Maple Leafs? What's that? Maple Leafs? No. No. Oh, thank God. I'm an Avs fan. Oh, that's oh. right. Yeah. Were you a Nordiques fan first or no? I was a Nordiques fan first, yeah. I always love the Nordiques. I believe wow was my nineties, man. Come on, bro. I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge Nordiques fan and and by by association I I pick I picked the abs as my West Coast team. I'm a Rangers guy, but always love the Nordiques. Um but talk about unique branding, right? The the Nordiques branding in in hockey for the the French Canadian, the French Canadians in Quebec was always a big deal. Um but again, I think I think we've come up with a really good list here. I think we've you know, we've we've given the pros, we've given the cons, we've given what we like, we've given what we didn't like. We were specific about it, why we don't like it. It's not except for my New Englands, just generically. I'm always a hate New England. <laughs> I, I kind of love you, Phil Harris, but you know, we gotta keep it going. Um, but yeah, guys, this is a really good episode. I love when these city uh, kits come out. I love when the new kits come out and it's kitmas time. And and this is something that me and Rob love to talk about, but it's great to talk about with you guys because me and Rob talk about it so often that sometimes on the show. Where we've already hashed it out to a point where like it's kind of boring, and, then, and we know already know each other's perspective, and there's no like nitpicking on the other guy's thing. So it's great to have you guys on. Um, I really appreciate it. And real quick, um, we'll start with uh, Daryl. If you want to give a shout out to anybody, any of the Jackals fans or what have you. Uh, I just, first off, big shout out to all the Dallas Jackals players this weekend. Thank you again for creating a very momentous moment for all of us, the fans and yourselves, obviously, and. Um, a big shout out to uh, Plano Rugby Man uh, with uh, another member of ours, Michael King. His kids playing on there um, is doing pretty well. Like to see youth rugby obviously continue to grow here, and uh, hopefully, with me being around Rick Collins here, I can kind of start diving into that a bit more locally and kind of help out the youth in the community here getting into the sport. So, but yeah, big ups to the Dallas Jackals this weekend. What a what a great win for us. Yeah, I've got a few shout outs. Um, Alliance Rugby, Dallas Harlequins, um, and Jesuit Rugby that I recently got involved with. And um, really, the biggest shout out is Brandon Imam. Um, unfortunately, he passed last year before the first match that we played. I'm actually wearing the jersey that a bunch of the fans got together and signed for. Um, his daughter I haven't been able to get it over to her. I promise it'll be cleaned out before it gets there. Um, but, um, it, you know, this this club, this uh, fan club would not exist without his help to put it together. Um, he did a lot um, to get this going and get the momentum going and uh, very thankful to him and his, his family. Listen, yeah, it was very sad to hear of his passing last year. You know, everybody was upset. Every, you know, anybody who, who runs a fan group in the MLR, you know, knows what it takes to start it. You know, and and when you lose somebody who had that passion and, and for the team and the passion to start a fan group and to take their time, you know, all of us are pretty much doing this for free. I don't get anything from Rooney other than the access I get to the players, which I, I'm gladly I'll take. But you know, it's one of those things that you know is time consuming, and we do it because we yep. want to make other fans enjoy rugby and grow that grow that game one fan at a time, like we like to say here at the Rugby Rant, guys. Again, Absolutely. I really appreciate it. Um, episode 130 was a blast. I'm the big guy, Scott Ferrara. For Ty and Rob, who couldn't be here tonight, thank you, everybody, and we'll see you at the next.